2: Hello and welcome to The SHOP Podcast. I am Charles First, standing in for Joe Dyer as host today, because Joe's off doing, I don't know, more important things. Uh, with me today, as always, are uh, Grace Tame. Yo. Dave Milner. I had more important things I wanted to be doing as well. I just want that on the record. <laughs> and joining us for the first time is shot writer John Delmenico, uh, who also happens to be a chaser writer. Hello. Hello. And John, we've got you on because the budget was last night. We're recording this on Wednesday, and um, you're you're a bit of a disaffected youth. How did the oh, budget? Yeah, just a little bit, just How- a little bit. You're you're a totally disaffected youth. A yeah, little bit yeah. disaffected or a little bit youth. Um, well, a little bit both. Yeah,
1: cool. I like I'm bald and had a stroke, so I can't really be like that youth. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah so, yeah well, you you represent the youth who are bald and have a stroke. Right? Balding stroke victim. Oh, yeah. 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 Well actually you sort of also <clears> throat> <are> throat> relatable to the over 50s as well. <laughs>
1: oh, I'm the marketable young
2: person. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But um but you're always complaining about everything, which yep. makes you disaffected. It's true. The so what what's your impression of the budget? Was, was did uh, who's the winners and losers?
1: Oh, the the winners and losers. I mean I've read the ABC and the Guardian's one, so obviously the winners are job seeker recipients.
3: I heard job seeker recipients get twenty dollars extra a week, which I'm not good at maths, but that's fuck all.
1: Yeah, mm. uh, as someone who has been unemployed this year, the job seeker amount currently under the new boost, which comes in September, mm. will keep you further below the poverty line than when Howard was in Parliament. Mm. Oh, so the government's mm. own expert panel said that they should do a bare minimum of $100 a week increase just to get people to a point where poverty isn't act- where well, isn't an active barrier to employment mm. and instead the government went well we'll give them uh, 20% of that mm. and just give them a $20 boost less than what Morrison gave mm. so and what they get know- out of
3: that what they get out of that are little headlines that say job seeker boost for all
1: yeah, they um I mean the ABC and the Guardian both called them winners. So if you're like living in your car and listening to this, know that you're one of the winners of the budget.
3: Yep. And what is it? It's so it's like two dollars eighty something extra a day, which is yep. nowadays like half a coffee. Yeah, can we, people- can, we hmm.
4: can we make the ABC and the Guardian writers uh who are claiming these wins?
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Li- live on this amount.
2: No, because you can't live on that amount. <laughs> we can't do that. that, that would be That's really, a good point, Charles. That would be really mean. <laughs> yeah, they're
3: not
4: I young just, and
2: unemployed. So they don't deserve it like I do. I do,
4: I do, I do, I do <laughs> That's love right. that the ABC and The Guardian both claim to be uh, representatives of the so-called progressive left. Well, so does Albo. And <laughs> That's
3: what do words even mean anymore, people? I mean, although
1: well, that- Piers Morgan did call him a Tory last week.
4: But,
3: but- I mean, Piers, <laughs> Piers, Piers, Piers meant that in an affectionate way. Like, I actually yeah. like this guy. He's a secret Tory. We mean that in a... This is kind of alarming way.
4: Albo's just fallen victim to
2: populism. But what... what populism of, of whom? Like, who... Yeah, people want... Who supports keeping people in poverty like there's not populism that's like I don't know Rupert Murdoch might and it's psych I don't know it's that
3: Rupert Murdoch brain the psychopathy that people yeah. spread through the society where you just make these people less than humans so you're allowed to not give a fuck about them and we know that a certain amount of unemployed people is a necessity for this capitalist system in order to keep inflation down so Having that knowledge and then deliberately deciding to keep these people in poverty while they are playing that role in the broader economic picture is nothing but cruel.
1: Yeah, but we have to think about it this way, though. Like, Albo, his mum was on benefits. Benefits, she wouldn't wouldn't get those benefits now because she wouldn't qualify. But she was on benefits and Albo got to grow up... Struggling to become a class trader, so maybe people like me can do that in the future.
3: That's it. That's it, isn't it? That story isn't about. He's empathizing. He's he's um aligning himself with the people that made it, with the battlers that got all the way to the top. I made it from the block, yeah, to the lodge. You know, that's like the, Kyle that, That's the that's freaky because that's the that's the American dream version of sucking it up and getting trod on by capitalism. That's the myth they sell you to keep that going.
1: Well, I mean, like. The whole budget, like, with weirdly with populism, like, there's stuff that's genuinely very unpopular in the budget. Like, a lot of polling shows over 90% of Australians want the NDIS fully funded. And so, obviously, the government is cutting funding to the NDIS. Sorry, they're bringing in saving methods to secure it by reducing... $59 billion at least over the next 10 years. Mm. Like, $59
3: billion over 10 years.
1: That's the bare minimum amount. Some of the predictions are around $74 billion. And
3: this is a service that we regularly say is underfunded. That's just an agreed upon thing.
1: Yeah. Well, one of Bill Shorten's ideas, this is genuinely what he has said that they should do, is to stop individualizing the orders for wheelchairs and just bulk buy a bunch and hand them out because, you know, one-size-fits-all is famously how wheelchairs work. <laughs> and they're going to start bringing in methods like that to save money at the NDIS and reduce its like, funding by like $60 billion at the bare minimum. Spoken but, like, like
4: p- spoken like a true user of a wheelchair, Bill.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of disability activists in the last like 24 hours just going like, where is this money going? Because he didn't mm. mention it to anyone, but they're just going to be like, start magically saving a bunch of money, which... By saying saving, though, the ABC said that it's a neutral position and it's not a win or a loss. It is just a perfectly neutral position that they're saving $59 billion by cutting services.
4: Yeah,
3: I love well, the budget. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Great news all around.
4: Well, so, Yeah, well, they've, what they've done is they've put it in a surplus to try to control inflation, I'm assuming. Um, well, there hmm. is
1: reports that the surplus was by accident. Like... Genuinely, two weeks ago, Labor was saying it was going to be a small deficit, and then the coal industry came back with a larger profit than they thought. And so right. now it looks like they're... And then yeah. they're like, oh no, oh, we ah. have a $4 billion surplus.
3: Also, Peter Dutton has said positive things about this budget. I feel like that could mm. ring oh, you know, that's, alarm that's, bells for some people. Well, that's he scary, said isn't it? It is. He said the government deserves some credit for getting the budget back to balance. Well, that... Mm. I
2: mean, it, if, if it's got Dutton's seal of approval, then I think Albanese's toast, isn't it? Like that, isn't that the sort of <laughs> curse of death? He'll <laughs> you know, be gone in six months with that sort of support. Jesus.
4: They've done, they've done good things for small businesses um, and uh, there's money in there for the um, efforts towards harmonisation of um, consent and sexual assault legislation.
2: Oh, which, that's a win uh, for you, guys.
4: Yes, which I have to – you know, I, I have to –
2: do you I get to personally to have that money? Do you? you personally?
4: No, no, no. Actually, <laughs> we have a we have a policy that we don't take any um, any funds from the government, um, and that you know I don't sit on any government boards. Um, you know, I I am independent um, for that reason. Um, I actually was I was offered a position on a government board. I didn't I didn't take it, um, and uh, you know um, because I I need to be able to um, if you know if I need to rail against any, um, any side of politics, I will work with, um, state and territory governments. I will work with federal governments on particular pieces of legislation. Um, however, you know, the process of, um, you know, policy, uh, structural legal reform requires a need to, um, engage in push pull, um, decision-making and, you know, so um, what does what does that involve? My, did,
2: did you lobby? Did you lobby for that money? Are you, were you part of the? Or did they just sort of throw no, it in there? No, 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 no,
4: no, no, no. Um, for f- no, no. Um, so, that, there's, but that's still a
2: win. Like that, that's
3: incredible. That sounds like a good thing. Yeah, I mean,
4: it, it's but but you've got to understand this is over four years, and that's actually not um, that's not going towards um, anything that we do. Though, like any anything that we do as a uh, that that we do as an organisation, or that that, mm. that the organisation does, um, you know, uh, that's that's what that that money is going towards. Uh, what they need to do mm. at a federal level uh, in order to um, take leadership as a commonwealth um, towards their their part in in what um, has been called for by survivor advocates and experts. Um, across the board yeah. um what, what we do is 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 um you know has some you know it it, it falls into that i suppose but it's not it has not nothing to do with um uh like like we don't that, that money doesn't go to us no yeah, yeah, we didn't yeah. ask for any money no yeah. we what what we use our money for um is to mostly is to to fund the legal work of um child sexual abuse survivors
3: and mm. um, yeah yeah there are I've noticed. So I've just going through the budget. some more. politicians are getting more money. They're they're the winners. They're they're winners. Woo-hoo! This year. Yeah, no, hmm. oh, it's good. I was a bit worried. They know. Oh, yeah. What would, whatever
4: would they have done before? Well, they only uh, gave themselves.
1: It's only been a year since they gave themselves a raise that was bigger. Now than that what now Johnson they're getting get.
3: boosted traveler expense allowances and additional frontline electorate staff resources. Uh, an additional hundred and fifty nine million over the next four years and about forty million a year going forward.
2: I think that that's a that's an admission that they shouldn't have cut the budgets to the teals, isn't it? Like I think that absolutely is. Yeah. yeah
3: absolutely is. Yeah. I wonder how much the uh, the Sally Rugg and Monique Ryan court case has impacted that decision as well. I think it dragged it a bit forward the you know, the visibility around the working hours and what the t- the extra load that the independents carry without a party machine behind them.
2: Mm. So the the thing that is looming over this budget is, like, the stage three tax cuts are so Mm -hmm. massively, massively huge that they don't have a lot of room to move, Like, like, in terms of... Like actually doing stuff, like it's a Medicare benefit, but pretty much everything else, job seeker, all the stuff that people wanted, have really, you know, been constrained because actually they've got this massive tax cut looming next year that that is going to just destroy yeah. the budget. What do you think they're going to do? Like, are they going to just they get, they, they kept on saying well, no, we're going to not break our promise.
3: The, I think the optimistic theory is that this budget is presented the way it is to garner the sorts of responsible economic manager press that the Labor Party rarely gets Mm. in order to earn some political capital to roll that back with the next But they never,
2: ever, ever spend their political capital. Like, Anthony Albanese... That is
3: really... That's an important point. That is an important point.
2: Like, he literally... Every time there's an opportunity to do something in any way bold he doesn't do it and, uh, and has
1: actively avoided this conversation to the point where he said like he won't take questions on the stage 3 tax cuts around this budget because he said it's not relevant till next year
2: and but he says it's a pro- like it, he said yeah. it, it's a promise right and uh, we don't we're not in the business of breaking promises he said that last week what about the promise that no like and I quote no one should be left behind because we should always look after the disadvantaged and the vulnerable. That's a broken promise. Like we can, oh. we can say point blank, this budget leaves people behind. Therefore, he has broken. And surely that is a more substantial promise than, you know, Oh, It is. It
3: just won't get a wall of nationwide media harping on about it. So it's not the sort of promise they're scared to break.
1: Yeah, they just want to get Amy Romikus asking some questions and then everyone else will be like And
3: then me swearing oh, on a Friday night and then they're like well, that's the laughter cop like Yeah, and then also the we front,
1: just the don't, front... we are we aren't as important to because like the people that are getting this tax cuts are the ones who go to like the five thousand dollar ahead dinner that Jim Chalmers had on the budget night. Uh-huh. We are like on like unemployed people. We don't we can't afford that. We can't afford dinner, let alone a five thousand dollar dinner. So we don't matter as much in political capital as all of the people that they claim to want to help. Like, they are helping struggling landlords, though. Mm. They announced tax cuts for landlords who want to buy another investment property.
2: What? Did they really? Did they? Yeah. I, so I didn't they, it, see that anywhere.
1: Like, it was part of their announcement was that they're going to... Um, part of their new rental schemes is they want to incentivize building new rentals. And so they're going to give a 15% tax cut to people who want to build houses... So they can rent those houses. Oh,
2: fuck! And like,
1: because <laughs> that those are the real victims of the rental crisis are landlords wanting another well, uh, property. Well, John,
3: this goes back to the point <laughs> I was talking about. You know, manufacturing consent for this. The front page of the Australian, the on the front splash is renters think they're doing it tough. Try a mortgage. A column from Patrick <laughs> Commons, and then also right next to it, also right beneath the masthead, more commentary is this concession enough to lure investors back to rental property this is the way it's being framed in the australian i think charles is about to have in, a Hodge in the
4: in the in the what in the australian Dave?
3: In, the the what? In, in the what oh.
2: in
1: oh wow. oh so that's the that's the paper that uh famously brags that one of their biggest lead readers is Albo. so he's already had a confirmation loop of yeah. his morning newspaper telling him he's done the right call it's a different
3: way of looking n- at the world
4: just going to just going to clear this he's going to clear this up here, listeners, not not a newspaper, okay, <laughs> no, not a not a newspaper, um, Mur- Murdoch, not not a n- not not a news organization, okay, just a just a, um, yeah, it's, well, it's not it's, what it is. No,
2: a, I think it's a political organization. News Corporation a, pretends a, to be a media organization.
4: Purely a purely a propaganda apparatus.
2: Mm.
3: Yeah,
4: okay, that's that's all it is. It's just an echo chamber for um, global yes.
3: capitalism. And, I mean, and, and
4: more,
3: you saw that. You saw that the forces of evil. You
2: saw that. I
4: don't know. I don't know about. I don't know about that so much as well. I mean, it depends on your outlook on life. Um, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure but it's not. It's it, yeah. Look, it's yeah. It, they're, they're illegitimate, um, and but, yeah, it's not. Well, we've seen thanks to Tucker Carlson. Not, it's, not, it's, not it's, not, it's not worth your time or energy. Um, it's bad
3: for your brain, people. Yes,
4: unless you want to actually feel whole segments of your, of your grey matter disintegrating in real time, um, I would avoid uh, exposing yourself to it um, for you know, uh, longer than it takes you to walk past it um, in the shopping center.
1: One fun thing about Tucker Carlson getting fired is he started going on rants about like Fox News strategy where he's just airing out all of the things that they do that everyone has been suspicious of. Like one rant he had was that they would let him bring on flat earthers because the flat earthers are funny, like, are funny to audiences and they also make other conspiracies less like crazy yeah. in comparison and so yeah. they can feel like. Like, when they put up the most annoying... Like, the most... Like, there's not that no one's going to believe, it. that the makes the other stuff theorist, more believable in... this way. Compared. I,
3: I did my thesis on the nine eleven truth movement, and there were sections mm-hmm. of that. Like, the core truthers that thought that George Bush orchestrated it, were really, really shitty at the nuttier end of the scale. The people that thought there weren't any planes and there were holograms and there were missiles... They're like, you're making this look crazy, man. Like, <laughs> well, Tucker Carlson said he's works. a 9/11
1: trooper. I'm not surprised. He came out and said that, like, that was the one theory that um, the Murdochs wouldn't let him run was that he's a big believer in uh, Building Seven theory, which is that the entire, which is like that the other mm. building that collapsed that was in between the twin towers mm. and that's why it collapsed was had BBC in it, and so the theory is because of that. Every media company around the world was in on it, including the Murdoch family. And so he was has constantly he, having arguments. Has he with worked the at media
3: companies; they can't fucking organise their own shit, let alone a global plot together. It's insane. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah.
3: But, of course. So, that's the one theory that that he wasn't allowed to run was the
1: one where the Murdoch family was involved in something.
2: Can I? Can I just understand? Just ask you as a, an expert on nine eleven, Dave. Was it an insight? <laughs> what did your thesis
3: start? Um, I mean, it's a long time ago now. I, I guess I uh, we were talking about how this mode of thought re-emerges in American popular mind all the fucking time. Mm. And yes, people had extremely good reasons to distrust George W. Bush. Mm. But so often it's that thing where he's taken advantage of a situation, gone into the Middle East for his daddy for oil... And people don't want to believe that. People don't want to think that the forces of capitalism would drive us to do horrific things in the name of our flag. They prefer to think that there's this insane plot Mm. to control everything. And you know why they prefer that? Because it's more comforting. Because cruel randomness is nothing is more scary than that. It's much better to think that someone's in control of all of it. And that's so why it's good that the
1: military is getting more funding in the budget. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> on top we're, we're getting submarines, but we're also getting more funding for things like, and this is true, prototype laser weapons is a thing that the Australian government last month announced that they want to start investing millions in. Uh, it's trying
3: to develop laser guns. Yes, that's good. Fuck yeah. that's yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm changing my <laughs> take on this budget. That's cool. That is
2: cool. Have you seen uh, on TikTok the craze where you use those laser pointers to <laughs> irritate cockroaches and make them jump? Or is, or is that just my TikTok stream? <laughs> is that in the budget? Did they... Well, I'm just
1: saying maybe
2: they could deal with the cockroaches.
1: I think that's how they talk about people who are on welfare.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs>
1: I mean, the other good thing is Twiggy Forest is getting environment funding. We're getting oh billions God. invested into environment, and it's all going to Twiggy Forest. You know what
2: we should
3: do? Can, can we not call him Twiggy though? That's that's what the fucking mainstream media. Does. I don't know his actual exactly name. It's PR for him. He's Andrew.
4: Andrew. 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 Yeah. I don't man. like
3: using people's nicknames. It's their well, personal brand. F- they can sell it. Mm. Fuck Knuckle yeah. for- Forest is also. Fuck Knuckle like <laughs> Forest. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It is hey, ironic that he
2: deals with the thing that destroys this.
1: forests.
2: I, the thing that I love most about Andrew Forrest is that he made a big show about ten, fifteen years ago uh, of funding the anti-slavery movement, the global anti-slavery movement. And it's like, wow, that's a really controversial thing. Like, uh, am I for or against slavery? Yeah, okay, I'll be um, against <laughs> slavery. But you know, like, good on him. And then. There was whole questions of his supply chain in in, uh, China and some of the people he was supplying to... um,
4: Here we go. Yeah, had
2: slavery in their supply chain. Suddenly, not so interested in the whole anti-slavery thing. Mate, you know, there's there's pros and there's cons to to slavery. It's more complicated than you think. It's not just like get rid of slavery. That's just such a simplistic way of thinking about the world.
4: Yeah, and he always turns up at the World Economic Forum as well. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, the good news is that getting rid of slavery is where the phrase don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good originates from, from like the 1700s. And clearly, Labour's po- policy of following that has succeeded because we, we've we gotten rid of slavery by not letting the perfect be the enemy of the good. Mm. The perfect there was to um, overthrow the systems that were built on slavery and create a fair society, and which is just it, never going to happen.
4: This is really interesting, talking about, um, talking about slavery and talking about actually um, the Guardian before... Um they ran and and this is in the UK, the UK Guardian, ran this whole hand-wringing um series about it was called Cotton Capital, about the uh the Commonwealth's um trans- transatlantic slave trade um ties. And they also um then had to sort of reveal um, as part of that that the the Guardian had its own ties to the transatlantic slave trade because of course um, Manchester, Manchester, which is where yes. the Guardian well, was, you know that, that that's its sort of that's its, it's home, um, and formerly it was called the Manchester Guardian mm-hmm. was a big hub for um, you know for the for slavery. I um, uh, actually the, know a little
3: bit about how this came to be because I speak to people at The Guardian. It, it's, it, it was them doing their own internal review, discovering this about themselves, and that is why they started doing the journalism. They're also donating a decent amount of money to it. It which is, is them which trying is, which is,
4: Which is great, but they would have yeah. known this all along, is sort of what <laughs> I'm saying, because they used to be called the Manchester Guardian until <laughs> 1959. Um, and so it was a little bit obtuse. Um <laughs> that they did that and again they claim to be this sort of um this voice for the you know the the sort of middle class progressive um you know demographic i just i don't know maybe that's the cynic in me um who's sort of is very mindful to be um you know well,
2: just, I, well know. I mean it's I a bit like always, the chaser. I, I think it's,
4: I think it's I think it's I think it's good I think it's good that they obviously owned that. Charles, um, wait. But
3: I you, was
2: just sort of like The chaser is built on savory. Yeah, well, we we don't no, talk no, about it, the Chaser's time No, 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 it's different. The, the chaser actually originally made all its money out of asbestos mining. Um, and then it, it used to actually be called the asbestos but chaser. But that's why
4: it's so intoxic- <laughs> It's why it's so intoxicatingly funny.
2: Charles. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you lose your breath from <laughs> laughing. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's such a gas.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, don't. Oh,
4: God.
3: God. everybody stop it right yeah. now. <laughs> the budget. Numbers. Focus. Okay. It's so oh, yeah, there's um,
1: there's a new gas tax. So that's that's a good thing. Let's the tax on that. gas. But Our then it's
3: raising Fuck all, as well.
1: Yeah, it's raising two-thirds of the amount of money that the indexation of the smoking levy is going to bring in. So it's... Genuinely just bringing in nothing. But, again, it's been called the win by the media, yeah. ignoring the fact that the government funds all the gas projects as well. They're just getting a little bit of that money back, and it's great. Like, that's like sure, youth. one of the reasons why youth are very angry right now is that we're going to have to grow up and explain to our kids why the planet's dying. And we're just going to have to explain that, like... And
3: that's not just the youth balding, had a yeah. heart attack demographic. That's all <laughs> of it.
1: Yeah, that's even people who are other Gen Zs who have like, also going to have problems growing up that aren't related to probably having another stroke. Like, it's it's just really bizarre as well because they're getting praised for... Bi- like, they're getting praised for a lot of environmental stuff where it's like, they're also because they said they're going to be the world leader in hydrogen, which was Scott Morrison's line... But apparently now that it now that it's Jim Chalmers saying it, it's better. And again, the exact same criticism that Scott mm. Morrison faced of the reason we'll be the world leader is because no one else is investing in hydrogen because it's not the way to go. Mm. So you can be the world leader by default. And it's like the same thing's happening again. We're just instead where they're just moving where the hydrogen's gonna come from to be from a different fossil fuel company. And it's like, oh great, we're just gonna be destroying the planet in a slightly different way.
3: It does make the government on some really big issues seem fairly interchangeable, which also makes it feel like, you know, to fix these problems, it's not through parliamentary politics. It has to come a different way.
2: Oh, yep. are you talking revolution? Is that... Always, Charles. Always. You've <laughs> read my stuff.
3: <laughs> or, or are you talking
2: revolution or another bumper sticker campaign? I'm...
3: <laughs> we could make some more stickers. I think that yeah. would that'd be a good start. That'll. <laughs> I mean, the shot yeah.
1: also sells keep cups, and that's how we're going to solve climate change. <laughs>
2: Uh, also, just to do a little bit of correction on the gas th- uh, tax, I think that that is a bit of a trickery. I, I don't actually. Th- I think they're getting an extra two point four billion dollars, but I think from what I heard on the radio this morning, that is actually just pulling forward some cash that they would have otherwise got later on, and oh. the gas companies won't have to pay the. Tax later. It's just literally a cash flow issue. It's not a increase in the um, petroleum resources but s-
3: tax. But they still get the
2: headline. Yeah, they still get the headline. I mean, I think that that is that that to me is the biggest winner in this whole budget is the fact that they've spun everything that we've talked about. Actually, t- turns out like it's a beautiful like magicians the mm. winner in this budget, because this it's is a good the budget. biggest conjuring trick I've ever seen. Like, every it's, time you go through the details, you go, oh, hang on, it's not what it seems. So,
1: Like, the, this is the exact thing that the whole point of the lockout... Because I was, I was genuinely confused about why the media plays along with the whole, like, lock-up thing for the budget. And I got some very angry journalists in my replies when I asked why the media play along. And they're like, oh, well, it's because we can fact-check the spin. But so far, everything has just been giving the exact line the spin gave. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, what part are they fact-checking? Just the f- specific numbers? It doesn't matter what the number is. Re- like, It doesn't matter if they were like 0.1 off in terms of billions, if they're still saying something's a win when it's a loss or it's a net neutral when it's a loss mm. or like a small change is somehow a win when it's not a okay,
2: win. Like, so can I just could I pose for you a scenario, which is our, the reason Anthony Albanese... So, like, on the radio this morning, his his main line was, I want to be a long-term Labor government. But like, that's his whole thing is, I want to be in... Which is, which is such a revealing thing. Well, oh, is that
1: thing? the way like, he had the Freudian slip?
2: I want to keep where he my- said that
1: this is the budget that our government needs?
2: Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> did he really? Did he like, really? He like, that's what he, I was saying before. This and, is about accumulating
3: political capital.
2: And, and so they're they're playing it very smart, very, very safe, you know, just pretending to do stuff that they're not actually doing. Like that would Mm. be my assessment of the budget overall, right? Is there not a risk that actually you have to address reality at some point? Like you can spin all you like to yourself, you can spin to Canberra, you can certainly spin to the Australian, whatever you like, and they'll repeat it back to you. But, you know, there are people who are in full-time jobs living in cars because housing is so dire in this country.
3: The... The, the Liberal Party... Start? People don't li- know this. We have 3.3 million Australians that live in poverty. 3.3 million. Continue. Well,
1: yeah, the, but in the speech, he, Jim Chalmers did say he wants to break the chains of inter, uh, intergenerational poverty mm. before going on to announce that they're not going to lift people out of poverty. <laughs>
2: but, but even the Liberal Party is saying now, actually, we need at least 200,000 extra houses in the next year to not sort of reach an even greater housing crisis, is there not a scenario where you go the Labor Party risks being so timid and so shit that in Mm -hmm. three years' time or two years' time they're untenable? They're the Scott Morrison of Labor governments. Because it's just all bullshit. It's just total bullshit.
3: I think as the world gets more chaotic and more apocalyptic, reality becomes more obvious to people and the sorts of spin, gaslighting, everything's okay, we're doing great. It doesn't jive just as well. We noticed this through the pandemic massively in terms of the Herald Sun's coverage of what was happening in Melbourne and the reality of what was happening in Melbourne. Mm, It just was so discordant that people saw through it clearer than they ever have before. And if Australians keep struggling the way they are and keep being told everything's fine, they will notice this. And I do think there's a mood for real change in this country that there hasn't been for quite a while, and they risk getting swept away by this just like Scott Morrison was last year. Grace?
4: Okay. The Albanese government has been in power for what, like a year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the rental housing crisis we're in as a nation has come about – because of so many multi-directional factors, you know, to understand that we have to go back, you know, generations. And then we've also got the pandemic. Therefore, to move out of it, um, it's, not, it's not a simple fix. Um, this is not a defence of uh, mm. the Albanese government, by the way, or this budget necessarily it's just trying to understand that it's um, absolutely oh. like it's a 40 oh, yeah. year long the,
2: problem yeah
4: it's, it's the, and the, it's also it's it's all it's 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 so many governments who have not pushed and what's you know not moved the right levers mm. um, you know if we're just talking of, if we're just talking about it,
2: it's a problem uh, with the dead, the, political- the
4: dead money oh, the dead money in this housing bubble mm. um, and that's you know, it's it's t- to try and sort of tease apart, you know, like one particular um, mm. cause or factor. Um, it's sort of, you know, but they're not
1: even really trying. Impossible. They're not yeah, even like trying. They mm. they they have they haven't introduced mm. any sort of thing to help. Like they announced an incre- The only thing for renters and to help at all was they announced a increase to the uh, rental support system, but the increase is like a few dollars. So it's again not enough there for anyone who's renting and just had like a one hundred dollar or two hundred dollar rent increase where it's going to help them pay an extra week of rent like there is this thing of just like that it's not that they, they did not cause this issue, but they're also refusing to do anything that their own experts say they should do to mm. start trying to address it and the,
2: and the reason is because the entire political class is actually fine they're in good houses and mm-hmm. they they own at least one yeah
4: the the entire political class or well, most for the most part the entire political class on all sides so i'm not just talking yeah. about i'm not just talking about labor and liberal here um and this is like at federal level um you know owns a lot of property they don't just own what they need um and we're talking about incentives not just to um you know if people need to um upsize we're talking about a lot of the times there's no incentive to to, to downsize so if you know somebody's widowed um for example there's no incentive to downsize Mm -hmm. and there's so there's a lot of dead money there there's a lot of um you know there's a lot of um space that's wasted in you know wherein there's there are people who are you know single who have all these spare rooms um in in massive properties and we see we see that uh, inefficiency in the market as well, mm. and that it's well, just the problem is, is, <laughs> is that it is a market. This has happened over such a long period of time. Sorry. The
2: the problem is that it is treated as a market. Like it's, it's been treated for is, generations right. as a market, and it's not. It's a basic necessity. Basic and
4: need,
2: yeah, for yeah. Human right. And well, you,
1: well, even how the media talks about it though, like, did you see the AFR article about the Greens this week? They did like a piece trying to shame the Greens, being like, these few Green senators are they own rental properties, but they're also pushing for like for pr- changes to help. And make the house to address the housing bubble and it's like i saw that
3: they accuse them of being hypocritical instead of being empathetic and voting with kindness
1: it's like they're actually just shaming politicians for doing the exact thing politicians are meant to do which is work towards the public good and not their own pocket yep and so there is also that thing of like for some reason australian media well for some reason it's because they're all rich and they benefit from these broken systems like are even just trying to scare politicians out of trying to help anything at all so
2: what's the solution
4: uh, you need a suite of solutions to <laughs> yeah. uh, unpack this. No, no, no. Uh, no nuance. No nuance.
3: No nuance. No, right no no. Oh, no. no. The Solve media the cannot handle the nuance. No, we want
4: squatting. We want
3: headlines. Squatting, Headline.
1: squatting squat- lights. Just everyone. Like, if genuinely, yes. if we have a revolution or we have a squat, like, we do now outnumber them. That's something like that I've always, like, if we, like, this, also, I don't think any parliamentarian would have, any, or, like, any media mogul, Would even be able to stand one person actually getting in like getting in front of them and not just feeding into their feedback loop.
3: Civil disobedience.
1: Yeah, just a little bit of like we don't even need everyone, just a little bit, and the rest of us just go, oh, okay. And a lot of problems would be solved. Or if we just eat one rich person, the rest will start listening.
3: (laughs) I've just You'd only need to eat one. Okay, so
2: there is a there is actually a list of unoccupied houses in Australia. It's called Airbnb, it's a website. Oh, no, <laughs>
4: Airbnb, no.
2: What, what if – no, no, we, but you just go through and you work out – you just go, okay, well, that Airbnb is empty tonight because it's still available. I'll uh, I'll just go and
3: squat there. I'll sleep there. Like you just literally – you treat it as a squat listings. For the record, we're not advocating <laughs> a home invasion or <laughs> – you know, trespass or anything uh, like that. Aren't though. we? Aren't we, though? Well, <laughs> well, there needs to be a grey area there, Charles. I need to say this. You can say oh, what you're saying. Yeah, there gray is gray a risk you that know, the police are all assholes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, they, like the police won't be as kind to this idea as not, a person who has empathy. Hmm. Not,
4: yeah. all, not all police are assholes. I mean, this is coming from me, who's wearing My a cap. <laughs> Yeah, what, I, does you, what, did you what does your shirt say? She's not I
1: wearing said, an a jumper. That was bad timing.
4: I am, I, I, I am I, here. This is me. I am a. I am an advocate for nuance.
3: Oh. If anyone yeah. hasn't
4: already picked that up, oh, No,
3: so no, not no, no. no. this is not work, race. This is media.
4: I do <laughs> not. I do not think that all police are assholes. I think that is that is a blanket statement that nobody should make. I what do have. I do have it. I do have it. I do have a jumper on. Uh, that says pay sex workers charge cops, Yes. Um, which is you know it's a funny thing that my friend gave me. She made it. Um, uh, yes, I don't think that. All well, if we're
1: talking about nuance, I know cops and they're nice people.
3: Yeah, but that's not. But that's the not media. Institutionally, grace. as a collective, no. they're bastards. Yeah, like yeah the, the Queensland thing. Police
1: are that's, offering you know, a twenty thousand yeah. dollar bonus for anyone who moves to join the Queensland Police to help crack. To help go to North Queensland, they're doing a bigger job targeting Indigenous Australians than targeting racist lynch mobs yelling out the N word. Was while that wanting... a New
3: South Wales initiative, like paying twenty thousand dollars to get yeah. rid of their cops, or was it Queensland? No, it's genuinely
1: New Sa- Queensland wants to buy New South Wales cops for twenty grand. Well, like no, to, to buy. Queens... <laughs>
3: like
2: in my experience, but...
1: instead of instead of you can never have the nuance of most issues in the world have massive societal problems that politicians are hired to address. Of, we can't have the nuance of we should do the multi-layer thing of addressing that. We just need to either be very strongly for or against something and we need way more cops or we need no cops. That's the only solution.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, so how, do we, how would Joe wrap this up all neatly in a bow? Because I've tried Joe to do it jo- several times. Joe would
4: Joe would just
2: talk. Oh, yeah. Really? She
3: would, wouldn't she? So you got to do that, Charles. That's, yeah. that's you right now.
2: Okay. All oh, right. Well, I think what we've discovered here today is that there were winners and losers in the budget. And, uh, <laughs> and, yeah. That, Can we start that again? And that the Labour Party has, uh, has delivered a, a really <laughs> shrewd budget that <laughs> will see them be a, a long term, uh, thing in the thing. Is that, is that Joe? Is that...
3: The long-term thing in the thing—is that what you think of Joe? Well, di- everyone... Joe Dyer's expert you, podcast host. You did Ciao. not
4: use enough words <laughs> containing ten letters or more. Oh,
1: I okay, have had to right, Google yeah. words I've heard on this podcast. I'll be honest. <laughs> okay. Like the, well, we've really yeah, missed out on the, pro, the profound part of
2: this podcast. You didn't,
4: you didn't. You didn't use. You didn't use nebulous. You didn't use Amorphous. You didn't use Nexus. You didn't
2: use... I was being a bit too loquacious, wasn't I? You
3: were. We should thank your nebulous sponsors (laughs) and your loquacious microphone company and that thing.
2: Our gear is from Rode. We're part of the Iconoclast Network. And we will catch you next week. And hopefully Joe will be back by then. Yay. Okay. (laughs)